חיים ידעו לחיים, מזלטב, לחיים, אגדיונטב. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I am very bad with directions. I'm very bad with directions. I get lost in the five towns. No, I'm sure I get lost in the five towns. So I was thinking while I was sitting here before, like in Machshav, it came to my mind, like, where in the world am I? I almost don't know. So then when I was thinking that, so I reminded myself of a Zara Kaddish. Zara says that, held the Gazaf, the Zara says that when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, so ash from the Beis HaMikdash, when it was burning, it scattered throughout the whole world, says the Zara. And any spot that one of the pieces of ash from the Beis HaMikdash fell, that would become a Beis HaMikdash or a Beis HaKnesis at some point in world history. So they, you know, called Pomona, wherever this is, near Muncie, outside Muncie, part of Muncie, I don't know, there's a lot of trees here. It's a Beis HaMikdash, that's what it is. Mamish, a spark of the Beis HaMikdash. And I imagine, you clap if I'm trying to like, you know, like butter you guys up. I'm not, I'm telling you the truth. That's what, that's what, that's what this place is. You know, Mistama, this Zara doesn't say, but I, I would imagine it makes sense that depending on where that spark came from in the base of Migdash, that would determine what type of shul it is, you know. So you have some, some, <coughs> some shuls and some, uh, but the Medrash are more chitzoniistic, the out, outer part of the base of Migdash. Some shuls are more pneumistic, probably it comes from a spark. In, in a more inner place of the base of English, Kodesh HaKadshim. So, uh, so this is a Kodesh HaKadshim take a place, so let's, uh, so we have to go deep. We have to go deep. That was last year in Pomona, like six or seven years ago, so I don't know the next time I'll be invited, so I have to let it all out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, let's, uh, so let's learn. So let's learn. Might as well have to get ready for Yontif. You have to get ready for uh, unbelievable Yontif of Shuas. And Bashkacha Pratis, everything is uh, everything is is with a cheshvan, everything is Bashkacha Pratis. We made a siyam, we just heard a siyam on Masakasaita. So the truth is, I was thinking about it, the Indian of a siyam and the Yantav of Shuas are deeply related to each other. You know, everyone knows the dream of Yaakov Avinu, so he sees a ladder, right? The feet of the ladder on the ground, the Rashim Mutzav Rashim Yeshemaima, the head of the ladder is above. Khazal Sin the Medrash Sulam. That that ladder that Yaakov saw, Sulam Zesina. It's a reference to Sinai. And it's also brought down in the Svarim that that word Sulam, which is Sinai, is Rosh Hashanah's Siyam Mesech Dalasas. So you have to make a Siyam, make Siyum. So if the word Sulam, which is that ladder, is both a reference to Sinai and a remis to make a Siyam, so it must be that Siyams and Shuas are bound to each other, related to each other. So if we're going to understand the Indian of Shuas, so we have to go through the path of a Siyam. So it's a very strange thing when a person makes a siyam, and everyone's like familiar with it, we've heard it a million times, but, you know, we have to think about it. In the middle of the siyam, so what is a siyam about? So, you know, you thank Hashem for the schos of learning a mesechta, for learning taira, and you daven that you should be able to complete more mesechtas as kavaldik, and then in the middle, we list off the ten sons of Rav Papa. Adab Rav Papa, Dar Rav Papa, Armar Rav Papa, the ten sons of Rav Papa. It's a pella, like what in the world is going on over there? And you know what's brought down from the Rishonim? It's a Kabbalah from the Rishonim 
that by mentioning the ten sons of Rapap in Nisim, it's a school of Rizikaran, it's a school that you should remember you're learning, to mention the ten sons of Rapap. So that's question number one. In the world is the what's the name of Rapapa? And what are his ten sons doing by Yassim? Why is it a school of for memory? That's number one. Number two. The makar in halacha, the root in halacha of actually making a siyan, when you finish a masechta, when you finish learning, so the source of it is based on a story in Sefer Malachim that we're all familiar with. Shlomo HaMelech is part of the story we're probably all familiar with. Shlomo HaMelech is David HaMelech's son, right? And David HaMelech passes away. The Malchus, the kingship, is given over to Shlomo. He's the king. And he goes to sleep one night. And Hashem appears to him in a dream. And Hashem says, Shlomo, I have to offer you a bunch of things. I can give you unbelievable covet, I could give you wealth, or I could give you chachma. I could give you wisdom. I could put all of Tyre in your head. And Shlomo Melch in the dream says to Rabbi Shalom, I want Tyre. And Hashem says, you know what? I'm going to give you everything. So you Tyre, chachma, wealth, covet, everything. So the Pasuk says that the next morning he wakes up and like, he walks, Chazal say he walks outside and he understands what the birds are saying all of a sudden. He understands what the wind is saying when it blows. He understands everything. Kaltar, kulamamish, all of mitzi, everything he knows. He was so excited by this that the dream was real. And the Pasik says, he goes to the he goes uh, to the Aaron and so on, he brings sacrifices, makes a whole simcha and a whole suda for all of his servants, for all for all Kla Yisrael. Chazal say that's the makar of making a siyam when you finish a masakta. Just like Shama Melch made a big siyam, made a big suda when all of Torah was put in his head. So we make suddhas also when you make a siyam. So the question is obvious. Shlomo Melch made a siyam, made a party, what, when he finished, when he, when, when he was given, kol ha He was given everything. Not, 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 not just, uh, not just Bavli, not just Yushami. What birds talk, what birds are saying, what animals are talking about, what the wind is communicating. Everything. So how could it be that that's the makar, that from there we see that when you finish one mesechta, you make a siyam? I understand one Masechta is like one volume, but it's part of a big set that's called Talmud Bavli. And even Talmud Bavli is not called Terakula. How could that be the Makar? From Shleim HaMelech? It says about Okay. Fine. Let's go to Shavuos now. When it comes to the Yantav of Shavuos, if you think about it, there's like two themes when it comes to the Yantav of Shavuos, and they seem to be opposite. They seem to be contradictory. There's one Indian when it comes to the Yantav of Shavuos that you see, which is very much connected to things being mesudr, things being organized. Every little thing having its own little space. Not mixed up together, everything organized, everything mesudr. So I'll give an example. During this time, during the times of leading up to Kabbalah Sotar, to Sinai, so Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the Jewish people a specific mitzvah now, and what was the mitzvah right now? The mitzvah was to set up, to set up boundaries around Sinai. That first of all, no one should just be able to run up the mountain stam. And even within people that were able to ascend the mountain, like Moshe, Aaron, and the elders, the mitzvah of this time was to set up mechitzas that each tzaddik should have his own space. That Moshe should be able to go to a certain place, Aaron to another place, the Nesim is a Canaan to another place. Every single category of Jew, their own space, their own, their own Indian by themselves. Not all mixed up together. There's another thing we find by Kabbalah Satar when Hashem started saying that Sarah Sadibris and it was like overwhelming. So it says in Pasuk that the Jewish people came to Maishar Rabbeinu and said, like, oh, we can't handle this. Let Hashem talk to you and then you'll tell us what's going on, what the Rabbani Shalom says. And so Chazal say that when the Jewish people came to Maishar Rabbeinu with that request, 
the request, they came in a very organized way. The elders in the front, the youngsters in the back, very masudr, every Jew, every category of Jew in their own little spot, in their own daladamas. Hashem says to Maishu Rabbeinu, not only is their request a good, a, a, a good request, that it's taka true, you should explain what I'm saying because my, my voice is overwhelming for them, but the way they're asking is also very good. The fact that they're coming masudr and organized every prat, every individual Jew in their own space, that's kaval. There's another Indian Chazal say, it's a famous statement, Rav Yosef, it's quoted before the end of Saita, <coughs> Rav Yosef used to make a big suda by Shluis, and he used to say, why is Shluis so special by me? So Rav Yosef said, because Ilav HaYom HaDekagam, it wasn't for the Yantav of Shluis and the giving of the Torah, Kama Yosef there's a lot of Yosef in the Shuk. You couldn't pick me out of a crowd. There's nothing, there would be nothing to make me specific. I wouldn't have my own space. I would be completely mixed up with everyone else. And you wouldn't be able to tell who I am as opposed to other people. There's a lot of Yosef out there. In other words, what, what Rav Yosef is telling us is that the Inn of Shavuos is that you have your own space. You're not just one of many or mixed up with everyone else. You have your own, your own Bechina, your own Inyan. Another example, you know, there's a minute by the Jewish people to bring flowers and trees and so on into Shul, right? By Shavuos is such a minute. What's the meaning of that? So Chazal said like this. Chazal said when Hashem created the trees... Hashem gave a specific instruction. He said that all the trees should sprout out. Each tree, and each, each species of tree in its own place. Apple trees should be in one spot, orange trees in another spot, everything. And Chazal say, and Chazal say that the grasses heard that, and the grasses also had to sprout that same day of creation. The grasses are like this. If trees anyway naturally grow their own species in separate areas, still Hashem is so makbid. If they should come out separately, the grasses and bushes and so on that usually grow in a mixture, certainly Hashem would be mocked that we should grow separately. And that's what they did. So the, and, and what happened? So the grasses come out separately, and the malachim in heaven see this, and they start singing, Wow, unbelievable. Such organization. Such an Indian that every species on its own. It means that the first place in history, and in Chumash, that we find the chashivas, the inyan of every single thing having its own space, is dafka by plants and flowers. So dafka shvuas, which is a yantuk that seems to be deeply rooted in everything being in its own space, we bring flowers and trees into base managers into shul. So the one hand we see, again, like I said from these number of examples, that the inyan of shvuas and what the Rebbe Shalom wants is what? Every single yid by himself, every single type by itself, nothing mixed up, everything misodah. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we find another theme when it comes to Shavuos. So in that very organized and structured setting, what happens? The Torah is given. And how was the Torah given? So Hashem Yisbrach begins to say the Ten Commandments, yeah? But how did He say that? He didn't say number one, and then number two, and then number three. What happened? It all came out at once. It all came out at once. All the and that's why the Jewish people came to Moshe and we don't understand what's going on. This is, we can't handle this. So it's such an ironic thing. The whole union of everything leading up to Har Sinai and the arrangement of the Jewish people and the plants and so on is all what is saved there, everything by itself. Yet the actual giving of the Torah that was presented to that organized system is one that's completely mixed up. It says, in, it says in the passage regarding the giving of the Torah of Cholam Royim Esakailas, that they saw the sounds, right? That's what it says, they saw the sounds. Let me think about that for a second. When it comes to sound, hearing, 
you only hear things organized, one word at a time. When you see something, you can see it all together. Roya means that even what, was, what is supposed to be organized and structured and piece by piece, they saw it all together. It was a mixture. So how, so this is the pella. How can it be such a, even by the Jewish people standing by our scene in, in such an organized way, we know the Chazal say, that all these individual yidin, with all their individual space, what happens? They're all considered to be like one entity. So, so this is a serious Ramanasha. Does the Rabbanishal want, does the Rabbanishal want Kabosatar and Mantar Yiddishkeit to be organized and structured in such a way, each species by itself, each yid by itself, prat, prat, prat? Or does the Rabbanishal want Erbuvia, the Rabbanishal want a mixture, that all these pratim are just mixed up with each other? Which one is it? It's question number two. Another shot. It says in Pasuk, there's going to be one, by the way, one simple answer to all of it, so don't get, don't get worried, okay? The Lawrence Chev are used to this, okay? So you have to just bear with me. So it's like this. The Pasuk says that when we stood by our Sinai, part of the Avoid, the Mamish, was Taka today, Mamish tonight, says in Pasuk that leading up to our Sinai, <coughs> so it says in Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu brought Karbanis on behalf of the Jewish people. And that was their Gaelist, that was like a conversion. He brought Karbanis. How many. So the Pasuk says he brought a lot of Karbanis, and in order to bring Karbanis, he, he, he sacrificed them on many altars. He set up different Mizbechas, a number of Mizbechas, a number of altars, on behalf of the Jewish people, and he brought Karbanis. How many Mizbechas did he build? So the Chazal is Machlaikas. One opinion in the Chazal is that he built 12 altars. Kineke, the 12 Shvatim. Okay? That's the Shita of the Chachamim. Rabbi Yudas says, no, no, no. He built 12 altars for each Shevet. Twelve altars for each shevet. Twelve mizbechas per shevet. So what's the panemius of that? Every single thing that you hear in Chazal is not just something that happened for whatever reason. It's telling you something about yourself right now. If Pashkoch this that Chazal just came to our ears right now, it means we have to understand what it means about us. So what's this Indian? I understand the first sheet that sort of makes sense. Maishu Rabbeinu is bringing sacrifices on behalf of the Jewish people. Okay, so how many shvatim are there? Twelve. So you build twelve mizbechas. Twelve mizbechs for each, for each uh, one, one mizbech per shev, it makes sense. But what's this Indian of the other sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, that twelve mizbechs for each shev? Okay, Chad. What's the point of Yiddishkeit? What's the tachlis? You know, there's a song, what's the, what, what's the tachlis of the whole Bria? What's the tachlis? And the song answers what we're supposed to do. But what is that, what is that supposed to do? What's the tachlis of all tachlis? The answer is simple. It says in Pasuk, Atem hadveikim Hashem lokeichem, Chayim kulchem ayoyim. Why are you alive today? Why are you alive today? What's the purpose of your existence? Atem hadveikim Hashem lokeichem, to be tovik in God, to be attached to the infinite one. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. And God gave us 613 different ways and vehicles and and exercises through which we can become attached to God. But the tachlis is to become attached to God. But here's the problem. The problem is that we say every day, twice a day, maybe more than twice a day, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That Hashem is absolutely one. And you know, when we say that Hashem is one, it doesn't just mean one and, he's, and there's not like two of them. It means that He's absolutely a oneness. What does a oneness mean? You see, like this is one 
like, you know, one, one chala. But really, if I were to pull this apart, each piece of the chala is not the same as every other piece. They're opposites from each other, to a certain degree. One's the left side, one's the right side, and you put them together, it becomes one chala. That's not a oneness. A oneness is not something that, when you pull it apart, each piece is similar, but not 100% the same. That's not one. Hashem is one. One means that any kiviachal piece of God is all of God. That's what one means. He's indivisible. There's no such thing that God's made of parts where this is just the left part and this is the right part and they're just like part of one big thing. That's, we don't believe in that. The Rabbanu Shalom is echad, yachad, hamyuchad, and achtus pshut, an absolute simple oneness that's indivisible. So here's the problem. There's a klal in Tzvarim, there's a klal in Pneum, there's a klal in Yiddishkeit. In order to become attached to something, you have to be similar to it. So if the tachlis of our lives and the mission that we were given on Har Sinai is to become attached to the Infinite One, how is it possible for any single one of us to become attached to God if God is an absolute oneness and we are not? And understand, it's not enough to then say, well, Kala Yisrael, together we're ba'achtus. So we're a, a one nation. That's still not an achtus pshuta, that's not, a, that's not a unified oneness, you understand? Because if you have the Jewish people as one, and the Jewish people have a left arm and a right arm, then that's still not the same as, as, as the one God. Because a left arm and a right arm are still not the same arm. Each arm is still different than each other. They come together to, in one body. So if you have a Reuven and a Shimon and a Levi and a Yehuda, and they're just part of one big entity, but at the end of the day, if you isolate Reuven, Reuven is still different than Shimon. And if you isolate Levi, Levi's different than Yehuda, then that's not, that's not God, that, that's not relatable to the Rebbe So how is it possible for the Jewish people on Har Sinai to be given a mission? Your objective in life is to do everything you can to become attached to the Infinite One Himself. The problem is the Rebbe Shalom is Echad Mamash. Indivisible. Every single, every single aspect of God is all of God. There's no left, there's no right, there's no middle. It's all just one. And us, even if we're connected to each other and we complete each other, and you have something I don't, and I have something that you don't, and we come together, that's still not an absolute oneness. So how is, our, how is it possible for us to be given this mission? So comes the tzaddik, the rashash. Shalom Shiravi. You've heard the rashash? It's good, it's good to hear the Rashash. Shalom Shiravi was one of the great, great Sfaradish Mekobalim of all time. There's, there's the Rizal and the Rashash. You know? So the Rashash revealed the following secret. By the Mekobalim, it's called, it has two words to it to define this idea. It's called Hiskalus Vehiskashus. Interinclusion. Hiskalus Vehiskashus. What does that mean? So it's kind of a little bit, a little bit trippy. I guess I'm not supposed to say that. So the concept is called Hiskalos Vizkashras. Interinclusion. What is this? Oh, something just happened. I wasn't supposed to say it. So what does Hiskalos Vizkashras mean? So it means like this. What happened on Harsinai was not just, okay, we're there by the mountain, we're all getting along, kumbaya, and the Rabbanu gives us the Torah. That's not what happened by Arsina. Torah Rashash. 
What happened by Har Sinai is that the entire infrastructure of the world, and specifically for what we're talking about now, the entire infrastructure of Nishmas Yisrael became changed. How so? Seder Rashash like this. Until Har Sinai, there were 12 Shvatim. You have Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, all the way to Binyamin. 12 Shvatim. And each Shevet, when you look at Ruven, it's Ruven. It's all Ruven. And you look at Shimon, it's Kulay Shimon. Happens to be Ruven loves Shimon, Shimon loves Levi, Levi loves Yehuda. And they all love each other and they get along with each other. And they're united together into one Knesset Yisrael. It's Gavaldic. But said the Rashash, what happened by Arsina is something altogether different. The Rabbani Shalom, if you can imagine, like imagine you have 12, a deck of cards. Okay, we'll see you go like this. Imagine you have a deck of cards. The Rashash doesn't give this much. Let's say you have a deck of cards, yeah? And you take the deck of cards and you divide into 12 even piles. So each pile is its own pile. Imagine, I don't know, how many, how many types of... Uh, how, many, how many number? It's like 10, right? And, uh, let's imagine there's 12, okay? Fine. So let's imagine there's 12. There's 12 different types of cards in the deck, yeah? And each 12 different piles. And each pile, there's a, there's a 2, there's a 3. Each pile is its own number, is its own type, whatever. The joker, the, the ace, whatever. What do you do then? Let's imagine that you do. You take those cards... And then you shuffle the cards. Well, then, and then you divide it evenly again into 12 different parts. And then each one, if you shuffled it evenly, each one of those piles is no longer just a pile of aces or just a pile of jacks or just a pile of queens. Every single one of those piles has one of its original pieces, one of its original cards, but it has an ele- 11 of one of the other piles. Sedra Shash, that's what the Rabbani Shalom did to Nishmas Yisrael by Harsina. There were 12 piles, it's called Ruvain, and Ruvain has all Ruvain in it. And Shimon has all Shimon, and Levi has all Levi and all the Shvatim. What the Rabbani Shalom did by Harsina is that he shuffled all those cards. And then all of a sudden, Ruvain now, when you look at Ruvain intensely, and you divide up Nishmas Shevet Ruvain, what you'll find is that there's a Ruvain Shevet Ruvain, and that's the original card. But then you're also going to have a Shimon Shebaruvein. And that's a card from Shimon's deck. And then you'll have a Levi Shebaruvein. And that's part of the Levi pile that was now put in the Ruvein pile. And then you, and, and so on and so forth until Binyamin Shebaruvein. And you go to Shimon. And Shimon has a Shimon Sheba Shimon. That's his original card. But every single other part of Shimon is a piece of the other cards. This is called Hiskalus the Hiskashrus, an absolute interinclusion, where you no longer just see one Shevet as just one Shevet, and happens to be they all coming from the same place, we're all connected to each other. That's pre Harsinai. Post Harsinai, the secret of Nishmas Yisrael is that if you look at every particular Shevet, that Shevet, although it's everything about that Shevet is colored by Ruvain, or this Shevet is colored by Shimon, but within Ruvain, all the Shvatim exist. Within Shimon, all the Shvatim truly exist. Now, not only did this happen with Shvatim, said the Rashash, go deeper than that, this happened within every single Jew of every single Shevet. That there were 600,000 Yidin divided up in, amongst the Shvatim. And every single Yid has 600,000 pieces to him. 
And every single Yid has one six hundred thousandth of him, which is his original card. And the rest of the six hundred thousand pieces of that Jew is a piece of everyone else's card. When you look at any Shevet, they're no longer just one Shevet. It's a combination, it's a conglomeration, it's a Hiskalos Viskashras of twelve pieces of all the Shvatim. This is the secret of that sheet in the Medrash that said that when Moshe Rabbeinu built the altars to convert the Jewish people to become God's people by Sinai, it wasn't 12 altars for all the Shvatim. It was 12 altars per Shevet. That's the penis of that sheet. And you go deeper than that, as I said, for every single Jew, it's like that as well. In other words, the Chiddush of Sinai is that when you look at a Jew, this Jew is now an individual person. And, but this individual person that you're looking at when you look at him, you also see the entirety of Klai Yisrael. That's the secret of what happened to us by Arsina. So let's go back. What happened by Arsina, we said Arsina, he sort of gives off this impression of like everything is about Seder organization, every Jew by himself, every Jew standing alone. Yet at the same time, it's all about everything being mixed up together. The answer is, that's exactly what every Jew is. What every Jew is by themselves is altogether a mixed up a mixed up entity that reflects the entirety of Klai Yisrael. And this is the only way how every Jew can be chashif. How is it possible that you should have a Jew, let's say Reuven or Shimon, that should stand on his own? Reuven is, Reuven is a twelfth of the Jewish people. Why should he have his own space? How could he have his own space? The answer is, he's no longer a twelfth of the Jewish people. When you look at Reuven, you see all of Klai Yisrael in him. Because all of Klai Yisrael are, are somehow, what's the word again? Shuffled? It's shuffled in Ruvay. It's been a while. Shuffled in Ruvay. And every single Jew, therefore, is able, because the only thing that can truly say I and stand on its own two feet is the Jewish people. But now, through this process of Eskalos and Eskashras, every single Jew is the Jewish people. There's no longer an individual that's just a piece of something. Every single Jew is everything. And this is exactly how it's possible now for a Jew to become connected to God. We asked the question before. God is in, is in absolute oneness. That if you take a piece of Him, it's all of Him. There's no left, there's no right, there's no middle. So how could the Jewish people or any individual Jew connect to God in such a way? Aren't we pieces of something much bigger? The answer is you're not pieces of something bigger. You're everything. Every single one of us, our Avaidah is not your Avaidah. Your Avaidah individually is Klal Yisrael's Avaidah manifest through you. The Rabbanu wants individuals to be able to stand on their own two feet and say, I am I. And the only way that's possible is if when that Jew says I, it's the Jewish people saying I. How could the Jewish people say I if it's just one Jew talking? The answer is, Hiskalos Veskashas, inter-inclusion. How is it possible? Why is it possible for a Jew to be happy and to be besimcha over one mitzvah that they did? One mitzvah? What does one mitzvah do? What does one misachta do? Here's the question. The whole Makarasim is what? Is Shlomelech was given kol atarakula. So from there we learn that whenever you do one misachta, or for that matter, Chazal expand also, whenever you do even one mitzvah, it's worth to make a siyam. What is one, how is that, the, the, the Makar is kola terukula. And from there you learn one mitzvah. The answer is, after Harsinai, what is one mitzvah? When you do one mitzvah, it looks like you just put on tefillin. But it's not just tefillin. 
There's Tfilin Shabbat Tfilin. There's Tzitzit Shabbat Tfilin. There's Shatna Shabbat Tfilin. There's Taras HaMashpacha Shabbat Tfilin. There's Shabbat Shabbat Tfilin. Kola is in every mitzvah. Which means that the way a Jew could become attached to God completely is by fully embracing even one mitzvah. Because by fully embracing and being all in on one little point of Yiddishkeit, every little point of Yiddishkeit is all of Yiddishkeit. That's the only way how it's even possible. Because if Yiddishkeit would be made of just pieces that need each other, that require each other to become complete, then you could never become attached to God because by its very definition, God is a oneness that doesn't require pieces. The answer is Yiddishkeit is not pieces. Yiddishkeit is, you finish one mesechta, kol kula is in that mesechta. You did one mitzvah, all of Yiddishkeit is in that mitzvah. You said a good morning to a Jew, you made another Jew feel good, you, did a, you, you, know, you gave a quarter of tzedakah, kol kula is in that quarter. Now you could come to Shavuos. Because when you stand by Shavuos and you're thinking, like, how, uh, how am I going to handle that? I'm supposed to be happy, I'm supposed to be excited to be a Jew. A Jew means 613 obligations with all of its thousands and millions of pieces. The answer is, by just doing one mitzvah, you have everything already. You have everything already. The rest is just commentary. Once you have one mitzvah, you have kol kula. Now I just want to be able to unpackage what I just did. By putting on film one time, it means that you did kol tarag mitzvahs. You did all tarag mitzvahs, and you're completely bound to the oneness of the infinite one himself. So what am I doing with the rest of my life? The rest of my life, I want to investigate what that mitzvah was. I want to deepen my attachment to that one mitzvah. But the truth is, all we have is one mitzvah. The Rambam, in fact, in fact writes, as the Rambam says, that you know why Hashem gave us so many mitzvahs? Because He wants every single one of us to find one mitzvah that really speaks to us. And the Rambam says, that's going to be your ticket into Eilam Ava. That one mitzvah that you do, that you, that you love so much, that's your inyan. So one mitzvah gets you to Eilam Ava? I thought Eilam Ava is... For a tzaddik that keeps all of mitzvahs. The answer is, that one mitzvah that's your inyan, that's kola terukula by you. That's your entirety. That's everything you do. And every other mitzvah you do is just part of that shuffle. It's part of that pile. That's the side of what it means to be a yid. Let's go back. So what's the side of a siyam? The side of a siyam is to celebrate the fact that by doing one small thing, you have everything already. It's Kabbalah Satara that everything was completely mixed up and that's what gives the chashivas and the importance and the power to every individual piece. So you asked the question, what's the secret of mentioning the ten names of Rav Papa? So let me tell you something amazing. I think it's amazing. There's something that's very unique to Rav Papa in all of Shas. Rav Papa had a mahalach, he had a following approach. Whenever there was a machlekes amongst Amarayim, Rav Papa always wanted to make shalom between the opinions. And whenever he could, he would say, do like both. I'll give you an example. What, there's a bracha that we make when you see a rainbow, yeah? So the Gemara has machlekes. There's machlekes in the Gemara, what the bracha should be. Should you say, bracha to Hashem and so on, zoicher habris, that Hashem remembers his covenant, or should the bracha be, bracha to Hashem, mekayim ma'amare, namon bebrisa mekayim ma'amare, that Hashem is faithful and he keeps his word. Should it be zoicher habris? Or Neman Babrisa Kaimba Mamare. Omar Papa, Hilkach, say both. Zoichar Bris, Neman Babrisa Kaimba Mamare. There are ten places in all of Shas and Papa does that. 
You know the secret of the ten sons of Rapapa? What's the, how could a Papa do that? When the Manda Omer says, says what he's saying is, says Abris and not the other one. And when the other Shita says, say Nemlambabrisa, he's saying, say Nemlambabrisa, and not Zaycharbris. So what's the Papa saying? Say both. If you're saying both, it means you're not going like anyone. You can't just add words to a bracha. Say both. The answer is the seeker of Mishnah's Papa is to reveal the site, which is that every Shita has all Shitas within it. That's the secret of Papa. That when this sheet is saying Zoychar Bris, in Zoychar Bris is everything. Mm-hmm. And when this sheet is says Nemembrisai, in Nemembrisai, there's also Zoychar Bris. Ten places in Shahs where Papa does that. The secret of Nishmas for Papa is this Yichud, is this Achtus. In the Kabbalah Swarm, again, you're Chsidim here, so I can, you can talk straight. Primus Atar is in your blood. So in the Kabbalah Swarm, there's a Midah, there's a sphere, Elokis, there's a divine attribute that has this quality of uniting all opposites in one. And that's called the sphere, the Midah of Keser. One of the, the, and there's a divine name, there's one of the Shem Saktoshim that's related to Keser. And that's the name Eke. That's what the name Eke means, I will be. You'll be what? Anything and everything. If you take the name Eke and you spell it out in full, Right? Aleph is not just the letter Aleph, it's Aleph, Aleph, Lamed, Pei. You do that to the name Eke, it equals 161, equaling the Gemachi, the name Papa. The secret of a Papa is the sphere of Keser. Keser means everything included in everything. Ten times a Papa does that. Ten times a Papa does that. The completion of that parts of that, that entity that's called Papa, that's called the Shem Eke, that's the secret of a siyam. In other words, every siyam, there's a part of the person that's questioning themselves, what, how, how, how big is this already? I'm doing one mitzvah, it's one mitzvah, it's one mitzvah. It's called Turakula out there, and I'm doing one little thing, I should celebrate it. Ten sons of Rapa. Because the secret of Rapa, the secret of Keser is, that Kola Turakula is in every single piece of time. And this is why the Rishonim say, by saying the ten sons of Rapa, it's a school of remembering. Why? Because if you try to remember Kola Tarakula, if you try to remember all the millions of details of whatever Mesech it is, good luck. Chazal say, Tafasim Rubalei Tafasim. You try to grab so much, you can't grab anything. So what's the secret of memory? The secret of memory is realizing that everything is one. And all you're grabbing is one thing. That's the secret of memory. By mentioning the Ten Sons of Rapapa, it's a school of Rizikar. Because the Ten Sons of Rapapa mean that you want kol terakula, just hold on tightly to one piece of tire. You hold on tightly to one mitzvah, you have kol terakula. You want to stand by our Sinai, then you have to believe that every single shevet has 12 altars, 12 nizbechas. You have to believe that, you, that it's possible to be a tzadik yisrael How is it possible to be a tzadik yisrael How is it possible that we should become big tzadikim? You know why? Because all you need is one little tiny area of your life that you're a tzadik. If you could find one little area of your life that you're a tzaddik, that in that area, in that area is all of tzitkis. And from there, it's just commentary. It's just, the rest is commentary. Kola terakula al regal achas. Kola terakula al regal achas. Chayva de lakabo pnei rabbi beregel. Says in Chazal that a person has to receive the face of their rebbe. You have to go greet your rebbe on Yontif. taught. What does it mean, Lakabo Pnei Rabbi? Who's the who's our Rebbe? Rabbi Shalom himself. Pnei Rabbi, you know, Pnei Rabbi, the face of the Rabbi Shalom, that means Kolat or Kul, that means everything. 
So, and the Mitzvah Market said, you have to be Makabal Pnei Rabbi, you have to receive all of God, I'll write Beregel, just with one foot. And the Baltani, the Mitzvah Market said, what does it mean one foot? It means one letter of Torah. One mitzvah, one little thing, one little thing. But you do that one little thing, belayed Sholem, with a ganza, with your complete mysterious nefesh, that's called Tarakula. Let me tell you one, let me, let me end up with a story. That's okay? Okay. Feel nice. It's the only, sh- it's, it's, it's the most shvulistic story I know. So, the shvulistic amaisa. But the kids are, I'm, by the way, I'm always uncomfortable saying over chesidish amaisim to like, to chesidim. Because I feel like they know it already, and they know it better than me, and they'll send me like marmakimus about like the different mistakes that I made. Okay, but here it goes. All right, this is for the non-chasidim, I guess, in the room. So it's like this. So it's like this. Maisa goes the two, the two tzaddikim, the two brothers, the Rebbe Meilch and the Rebbe Zusha, were traveling to the Mizutra Magid for Shavuos, and so they weren't going by themselves. There was a whole. Uh, a whole group of Yidden traveling to Mizrich, to Mizrich Shemagid. So Maisa goes a couple days, but there's a couple days before Yantav already. And along the way, the, the Rav Zusha turns to Rav Melech and he says, Melech, we have to go to the side of the road. So they pull over to the side of the road. Rav Zusha goes wandering in the fields for a little bit, maybe more than a little bit. After a little bit of time, he comes back. And now by the time they come back, all of the rest of the Yidden are already far gone. And Zusha turns to Rav Melech and he says, Melech, I was just given the kaych of a bracha. Any year that we find right now that I give a bracha to, done deal. So Shemayev says, okay, let's find the yid. So they quickly go look. No yidin. So it can't be. They just got a kaych of a bracha and there's no yidin to give a bracha to, so we have to go run. So they quickly start running and as fast as they can. Everyone's way ahead of them. Eventually, about a half hour later, Zusha turns to her, Zusha turns to her and he says, Melech, just left. So looking at you, how could it be? The Rav gave him a kayach of a bracha, and there was no yid to give a bracha to, and now it's gone? Okay. Well, I see, I have to go to Mezrich. The problem is, at this point, it's already getting dark, and they're marched by themselves. So they can't continue traveling like this. So they, what happens is, they, they, find a, they find an inn somewhere, a hotel. So they, they, they go and they knock on the door, and their mazel was an elderly, like a middle-aged Yiddish couple, and they're running this hotel, Mamjul Nowhere. They see the two brothers, Ramelech and Ramzusha. Kavaldik, for sure, will give you the best, uh, best room, whatever. So they come in, fine. They spend the night. Next day, it's already Erev Yantif. And they say, you know, okay, they're about to go. And they, they say goodbye to the couple. And they tell that the couple, they have like a, a sadness in their eyes. So, so they ask them, what's wrong? So they say, listen, you know, to be honest with you, we're here by ourselves. We don't have any children. And we, we all, whenever it's a yontif, we always see like, you know, all the Yidin traveling by. And it's always like a little bit sad. But now today, yesterday, we had the honor of having you two. And now you guys are going. We're going to be alone by yontif. So it's a little bit, you know, it's bittersweet. So Ramelech turns to Zush and he says, don't get any ideas. And Zush says to Ramelech, I'm staying. I'm staying for yontif. So Ramelech says, Zush, the Rebbe is waiting for us. So Zusha says, you go to the rabbi. You, we, you should not stay because it's not true. The rabbi is waiting. So you have to go, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going. Okay? Once Zusha has an idea, it's not changing. Fine. So Ramelech goes, and Zusha stays behind. So here's what happens. That night, Zusha turns to the couple. He says, no. Yantif night, Shavuos night. So the couple says, we don't have a daven. 
you grew up in this shtetl or you don't know how to die. So he says, don't worry, I'll teach you. So he begins to teach them davening, Shema Yisrael. Meanwhile, in Mizrich, the Chazan is about to get up to the Yom to daven the Shavuos night. The Maggid stops the Chazan. The Maggid says, tonight I'm davening for him. And he gets up there, Shema Yisrael, a davening they never had before. A little bit later in the night, Rav Zusha goes to the couple and he says, No, we're having a suda, it's, it's Yantif, a nigan. They say, Rabbi, we don't know any nigan, we don't know anything. Zusha so says, Don't worry, I'll teach you nigan. So what does he teach them? Like, uh, you know, Ami Shalchai or something, you know, like a, you know, a simple. Meanwhile, in his rich, what's happening? The, the Magad in the middle of the suda with all the chasidim, everyone singing the usual customary zmiris, whatever. And the Magad says, he quiets everyone, he says, I'm. I'm a niggin just came to me from Shemaim. I'm going to teach you a niggin. A niggin they never heard before. Later that night, Rav turns to the Baal Abbas. Nope, Shavuos night, we have to learn. So he's like, Rebbe, I don't know anything. So Zusha's like, don't worry, I'll teach you. And he spent the whole night learning Aleph base. Kometz Aleph Back in Mizrich. So the Magid turns to all the Chassid, and everyone's in the base medrash learning. The Magid comes in. You're not learning your regular limudim anymore. I am now, for the rest of the night, going to reveal to you the secrets of the Aleph base. And it goes on like this. Until Yontif is over, and the Magid goes to Remelech, and he says, Melech, I need you to go back to Reb Zusha and tell him to come. He's controlling me. I, I, I want to do my own thing, and he's uh, running the show. I need you to bring him here. So meanwhile, Remelech goes to Reb Zusha, and he tells Reb Zusha what's going on, that the Rebbe is, is personally asking for you to come. And Reb Zusha says, with all due respect, go back to the Rebbe, and you tell him, I'm not coming, until he gives a brach and haftacha, that this couple is going to have a child. So fine. So Remeil goes back to the Mizrich. Meanwhile, on his way back, that kaych of bracha comes back to Rebbe Zusha. And Reb Zusha turns to the couple, and now he has Yidin. So he gives him a bracha that you're going to have a son coming here, and you should name him David, Recovered Shavuos being the art of the David Amelach. Meanwhile, Remelach goes to the Mizrach Magid, opens the office door, and the Magid says, Melech, Zusha already took care of it, he beat me to it again. That's the mice. That's what life is, that's what Yiddishkeit is, that's what Harsinai is. We're down here, Kometz Aleph Oh. We're down here, you know, Am Yisrael Chai. We're down here, Shema Yisrael, we're just trying to get the sentence out. Meanwhile, what's going on in Shemaim, you know it's contained in that one little mitzvah, in that one little Indian of Shemaim Yisrael, Oilem is ain't safe. That's the Yontav Yeshua, that's what it means to be a Yid. Hashem should bless each and every one of us. That if one little spark, if one little piece of ash from the Beis HaMikdash can make this Indian, to make a shul like this, with such beautiful chav, such beautiful Yidin, then that just is a simon of how much more is contained in that spark. Not to be satisfied, to dig deeper into it, because any little piece of Yiddishkeit is called Turakula and Idach Pirushi Yizil Gemar. Hashem should bless us to become Sadiqim Gemurim and to enter into Yiddishkeit with Ahava and Simcha and Islavas to stand there and see Nasa Vinishma Mukachab, the Bias called Sadiq Mehervi Menu Amen. Thank you.